What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit takechargeofyourair.com today. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling with Freddie. And when this podcast started... A lot of, you know, I've talked about surfing and, and catching waves. I wanted to have a very open mind, and it was basically just going to be story time with Freddie and maybe a couple of my friends. But as I've been doing this podcast, my passion for wrestling has been growing and growing and growing, and we've had some more guests. But today's a crazy day because we have not only my biggest guest, but someone who, as I've watched his career and what he's built grow, I felt a lot of weird connections that I want to get into today. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the amazing owner and the boss of AEW, Mr. Tony Khan. Now stepping up to the mic, the host of Wrestling with Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Thank you, Freddie. Thanks for inviting me on your show. Dude, I appreciate it, man. I, uh, this is weird. Like I've had a kind of a, a crash course in self-reflection watching what you've been able to accomplish. So, and I'm going to throw a bunch of weird stuff at you. And if it doesn't click, you just be like, Freddie, you're crazy. But I just, I, I feel weird connections to you. And in the following regards, we're both in some sense, legacy kids. All right. Our fathers accomplished a lot against uh, a whole bunch of odds. Uh, they dealt with their own challenges. Now, my father didn't deal with the pressure well at all, and his life ended way too friggin' young. Your father dealt with the pressure incredibly well and was able to raise a family um, and do this business. So I know what it's like to be a legacy kid. I know the pressures of that, and I knew I didn't want to do exactly what my father did, but I wanted to show respect to it. So I never got into the stand-up comedy element of it. But he always wanted to be a film actor. And so I jumped into that. Here you are. And I got to do all this before social media. Here you are. Your father, for those who don't know, owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a fairly exclusive club to be an NFL team owner. And you have to be just a smidge successful to be able to pull it off. So you're dealing with not only that kind of pressure, but you're post social media, not post. You're in social media. We're in we're in DS during social media, and that pressure is is a global pressure. 
What have you found to be, and I will get into the beginnings of this in a minute, but this was the most important thing to me. So I just wanted to make sure we hit it. What have been the challenges or what are the things you thought would be challenges that were easy? What were the things you thought would be easy that were really hard? Um, Can you just jump into all that and take as much time as you want? The biggest things to me were, I think, and you've worked in the wrestling business, Freddie, so you know that when you get in, you're kind of learning from the ground up because you have all these experiences watching wrestling on television, and then you get to work in a company, and a lot of what you believe in a fan really translates to the business, and a lot of, you know, things you're seeing for the first time when you when you get behind the curtain. Yeah, big well, time, big time. And for my first show, you know, I had big picture ideas, big picture thoughts. Like, you know, I felt really strongly about certain aspects of the card. Like, you know, for example, that Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, I really felt like had to be the first main event um, that had done huge business for New Japan as the main event of the Dome show a year prior. And I really felt like that was a big part of my business case was seeing how successful that show had been around the world and knowing that bringing that to America, American pay-per-view, there would be an audience for that match. That's an old school philosophy though. Like that's old school. Like, Hey, Morocco Snooker did great business over here. Let's bring that over here. That's old. That's pretty old school, man. A lot of my philosophies really are, as we talk, you'll see, I think a lot of it is that way. Like, you know, the way we, we run the business and routing the tours, trying to, you know, make the most of what we got, uh, served us very well through the pandemic. I think that mindset very well and, and ran the business like a territory for a long time. And then, you know, managed to build a developmental component out of it too with dark because we had Daly's place, we had the crew, we had wrestlers and there's so many wrestlers around Florida and Georgia driving distance that wanted to come in and work. So, I follow most of them on, on Instagram and they literally are like, I'm going to do dark. I'm getting in the car right now. Like I've literally seen this happen. It was great. And a lot of, a lot of those people then became featured wrestlers now on dynamite and rampage, but you know, from the beginning, um, I, I was entering it as similar to you, a, a, an educated wrestling fan and, uh, put a business plan together from the beginning. Um, so as far as like challenges that like you have ideas that are great ideas and there's a big difference between booking on paper and booking in real life because you're dealing with like actual human beings and it's very different dealing with people than dealing with like wrestlers on paper or in your imagination. Uh, and similar in sports too. I, my experience is working in football, like for example, as the general manager of Fulham working with the players and their contracts sitting down with scouts and coaches, evaluating talent. Uh, I think that gave me a lot of good preparation to come in. So my experience in the sports business combined with a lifelong fandom of wrestling, I think served me well. The thing I probably wasn't prepared for at first, the first several months was getting my hands around doing everything. I don't think anybody ever expected me to get so organized as the book. Well, let's, so let's jump in. Let's jump into that deeper. Okay. Because look, I tried to run a show, right? I had a sitcom back in the day. It lasted one season and it lasted one season because I tried to do everything. All right. So now some people can do this. Their brains are just wired that way. I'm left-handed. So I'm more right brain. So I cannot. Okay. So I, 
it's a this is a this is a tricky thing because I was gonna ask you like I'm friends with or friendly with Jeannie Buss. And so I've spoken to her about how she what things she takes over versus how her dad approached things. Her dad was very much about designating responsibility. What I've heard and where I think you're about to go is you're in the, especially in the at least in the beginning phases of this, you want hands-on everything. Is that correct? I was not hands-on about everything. I was overseeing everything, but it, it was probably more of a collaborative thing the first several months. And I just felt like it wasn't as organized as I would like it to be. We had risen to such great heights. We had such a great opportunity and it was all so close. And at the end of 2019, you know, we launched the show, had a huge debut, did really good ratings. And and now I'm doing really great ratings these past few years. But after the first two months or so, uh, maybe, maybe even after the first six, seven weeks started to see a dip. Um, in, I think it was probably around late November into December and it continued through December and it was a trend and I didn't like the way the ratings were going. And clearly the way the ratings were going were reflecting that the fans didn't, you know, didn't like the direction I was going or that we were going. And so I made a lot of changes, uh, in going into 2020 that I felt really good about. Um, in terms of being more organized and just, you know, uh, doing all the shows by hand. <laughs> and I think they've been a lot, you know, uh, more focused. And uh, it, it's it's great having like lots of ideas coming from lots of different places. And I do utilize them and have lots of different contributors bringing ideas to the table. But um, it, it's just hard. Like you've been in those writers' rooms that are brutal. So I can't. It can be very difficult. I mean, I was the kind of guy I could handle about, you know, five or six storylines on my plate before the work would start to suffer. But you're getting pitched 40, 50 things a week. So, it, you know, it's like you go into SNL and they're like, hey, we have 50 sketches. Don't worry about memorizing all of them, but please memorize mine. And it's every talent coming in with their ideas, right? And you're the host. You're like, yo, I've never done this. You do this every week. Like, we have to find a common ground here. So what I've seen you pull off has been nothing short of impressive to me. And and you're going to take criticism no matter what because it's art. So the, the critics are right as much as the fans are right because we're all conditioned to enjoy things based on how we were raised and and how we interpret information. There's types of TV series now that give you everything in the pilot. And when I was a kid, they made you wait. But with binging shows, they don't anymore. So the, the style has changed. But that's not my thing. I don't go around crapping on it. I just know what I like. So I'll just go watch Clue, the movie, or something oh, like that. Great movie. Great movie. So You know every word of Clue? Every single word, yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm left-handed, and I know every word of Clue. <laughs> Yo, so here's a side quest real quick. When we were doing I Know You Did last summer, uh, we were in North Carolina, and Madeline Kahn, who was Mrs. White, was uh, in the bungalow next to me. And I was cooking food, and it was going to be for the cast. And Madeline Kahn literally goes, whatever you're smelling it or whatever you're cooking smells marvelous, darling. And I went, Oh my God, thank you so much. And she came to this little white picket fence. We were staying in these cottages and she goes, I'm coming to have dinner with you. And I legit snubbed the whole rest of the cast 
and had dinner with Madeline Kahn, who I was completely in love with, a total crush on her. It was like a portobello mushroom pot. My mom was a chef. She taught me how to cook. And the cast didn't even talk. My wife, my future wife, didn't even talk to me the next day. And it's all Madeline Kahn's fault, but I didn't care. And I love her. And I love her in that movie when she's like, flames on the side of my face. It's greatest. Anyway, side quest over. Her and Tim Curry had all the best dialogue in that movie. Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. There was an animated Star Wars show called the clone wars and he did in the final season he was the emperor i don't know if people are supposed to know that but yeah he was the emperor's voice i didn't know that yeah man they they played with it a little bit but his acting's so sick that people are like yeah we're good <laughs> so uh okay howard hessman passed away recently uh you know he played uh the religious guy who turns out to be an undercover cop at the end the kingdom of heaven is at hand yes. so i really had to hold back i was like wrestling fans aren't gonna get this but i wanted to post uh, I can't believe like, Clue just got us to this. This is amazing. Re- Clue is huge in the wrestling business. Like so many people in wrestling love Clue. Did uh, you know that it they played different endings in different theaters all across the country? They should have been all the endings. And that's why the movie bombed in theaters because they didn't give people all three endings. It's so satisfying to see the three endings. Look but at you. Of- You're such a Clue nerd. This is amazing. So Howard Hessman passed away, and I should have done it, but I wanted to post a meme of like him saying, like, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, because I thought that would be a really appropriate send-off for Howard Hessman. Brother, uh, you're allowed to meme whatever you want, man. You don't have to worry about that. It's out of respect. You, It's not like you're slandering the good man. People don't get stuff. I don't know. I should have done it. So Howard Hessman, I, want, I wanted to do it. I should have done it. He was great in WKRP in Cincinnati. Which yes, show. absolutely. That's great. We're sorry. Dr. Johnny Beaver. So he passed. Uh, that is one. The other thing that you just reminded me of with Tim Curry is uh, the emperor, you know, the in the actual movies, Ian McDermott, I had never seen him in another movie until this weekend. William Hurt passed away. And wait, never, wait, oh yeah, he did. And I had never seen Gorky Park, and I've heard it's good. So I watched Gorky Park, 
And it's really good, except that, like, it's one of those things where, like, all the Russian actors, all the Russian characters are played by British actors. So it's like Star Wars, where it's just, like, all the villains are British villains, but they're Russian. Yeah, so and, and all, the, all the Romans in movies are English as well. Yeah. It always works out like that. They got, they got a Scottish Russian once with Sean Connery. But he just ba- he basically says fuck it in the in the first scene and does his own thing. In the hunt for Red October, that's so true. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and he's got a great wig too. Uh, Yo, that's a power wig, man. When I gel my hair, it kind of gets that like Kevin Nash, Sean Connery, Red October look to it. It's pretty hot. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I, uh, and and uh, we just we just lost uh, you know William Hurt, and I'd never seen Ian McDermott in another movie, but he was in uh, Gorky Park, and he plays like this. Russian professor with a British accent. Does it take you out of it knowing he's the emperor? Was the role that was the emperor's role that impactful that you're almost like, ah, or was it okay? It's a pretty creepy, he plays a pretty creepy character. He's like the scientist who like, uh, like, you know, uh, I don't want to spoil that. Movie. Oh yeah. Also, I haven't seen it. Yeah. So for sure. It's a good movie. I liked it. Uh, I wanted to go back and watch something with William Hurt. I hadn't seen after he passed and, and I rarely get free time to do anything. And I had a couple hours. So I watched it. It was good. Um, so, so we have so much in common as we've established here. Uh, so yeah, man, I want to get back into this. Like, and you said this earlier, you're, you were basically learning on the job with a hyper amount of success right away, but still having to learn valuable and sometimes rough ass lessons. I had, I was a rocket ship, like from my first little job, all of a sudden I was doing movies, 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 but I was so green that I always felt like I wanted to redo every single scene by the time the movie was over. Cause I felt like I was a better actor, but I was getting to work with like legends. Right. So I tried to sponge it and I always hated everything I did early in my career to the point where I don't, I've only seen three movies I've been in, in my life. Cause I always felt like I wanted to change everything. Did you go through something like that or is it just you have to steamroll and be like, every throw it week, away short? Every, every week, week, I still go through that. Every like at the end of every week, at the end of every taping, it's rare. Like the like revolution, all out. There are times where like it's just so perfect that you come out the original revolution. There have been times where like you you're done with it and you're like that could not have gone any better. Yeah, let's celebrate one of the greatest nights we're ever going to have. But mo, you know, we've done 127 episodes of Dynamite and 30 something episodes of rampage and a lot of times when i come out of tv even though even some of the ones that have been the best received most popular shows there's like one thing i want to have back and i'm just like banging my head and ripping my hair and yelling at myself like what was i thinking just about one thing you know like you could have flipped these two segments around um you know i would have probably put this later in the show or i could have maybe held the rating up higher if i'd gone with these are the lead segments. So I think about that stuff all the time and beat myself up, but I would also rather beat myself up than beat anyone else up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, again, like uh, a lot of it lives in my head. It's one of the reasons why we don't have as much leaking of surprises or secrets and stuff. Cause like it all right here anyway. So, like, yeah. you know, so I, it was a lot of learning on the job and I think there was like a, a big moment. We only lost the demo once. Like we went, I think, we were head to head with NXT for like 76 weeks and we went like 75 and one in the demo and the one that works that works yeah, the one was the one that reset me we had been losing the overall number which was not the number the network cared as much you know that, that 
the number that was like the lead number on the report that they would talk to us about, like the actual score line week to week. Yeah. The top the number was 18 to 49 that they focused on, but also, you know, looking at the total viewers in December, not 2019, we were losing the total viewers, but we were still holding on to the demo. And I, I dropped, I quit being in denial when we lost the demo. And then it's the only week off I've ever had since we started this is Christmas 2019 because we've done a show every single week since October 2nd of 2019, except for Christmas 2019, we were off because it was Christmas day. We didn't do a show that day. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an Easy Breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An Easy Breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. How is your brain allowing you to step away or did your brain make it? Did someone tell you, Hey man, take a week. Did you need to do like what, what's going on? I and tell myself like, you know, those things you do and you know, firsthand, I know you all know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know, when like there's something you don't believe in and you're like, I'm just going to do it because like, maybe they're right. Yeah. yeah. And, after, and then like by the end of that first year, at the end of 2019, we've been doing the show for like three months and it just felt like I had that moment. I was like, I'm not going to do anything anymore. I don't believe in. And, and then like, you know how you set like a new year's resolution like that. Like, and I was like, okay, going into this year, we got this Christmas off new year's day was one of the best shows we've ever done. And not just, I mean, because of everyone involved, like, you know, yeah. the wrestling was off the charts and everybody brought it. There was such a, we had a huge main event with the young bucks and Kenny Omega versus Pac. And the Lucha Brothers before they became the Death Triangle, but but as a, a trio that was originally supposed to be the Fighter Fest main event on the first Fighter Fest, but Pac had, had a visa issue, and so Laredo Kid. Uh, uh, I up. love Pac, by the way. I he look, you have some guys and some girls that can talk, that can talk to the point where I don't believe you're you're you use writers. I don't believe you do. We don't. Um, I was always, I've always agreed with, this is weird for me to say, but I always agreed with this philosophy. I felt I should only be there for the people who can't write their own promo that you won't get a mouthpiece for. So that was sort of my approach was, okay, you're not a talker. 
let me, I, there was one time I won't say the wrestler, but we, I put an earpiece in his ear, just like Marlon Brando used to do. And I, in backstage read him line for line, how to cut it, the emotion, but because he literally, he goes, bro, I'm a robot. Just tell me how to do it. And I'm like, you got to, he's, I can't memorize this, but if you tell me how to say it, I'll say it. And I was like, let me think of something. And so we went to magic and I was like, can I get like an earpiece? They go, we don't have that here, but we can get you one from the truck. And they grabbed me an earpiece and we stuck a little, the tiny little receiver in his ear, not the one with like the loop or anything, just a tiny receiver. And I was in gorilla and just cutting lines <laughs> and telling him and telling him good job. Like to, I even screwed him up one time. I was like, that was really nice. And he kind of like smiled and I was like, no, 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 don't smile. <laughs> I had never done it. I had never done that before. But yeah, so you have, so you do have some talkers and that leads me to somebody who I absolutely fell in love with because I hate him. Um, and he needed to get beat up, but to me, he is not only the future, but the right now. And that's MJF. You guys told a story with him and punk that was so the opposite of the stories being told in mainstream wrestling right now. You took your time. It, la it, 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 nothing felt rushed. You didn't give anything away. And he wore a white suit. He wore a I literally, when I saw that, Punk had the white t-shirt. He had the white suit. I told you I'm a fan of horror movies. I was like, oh, there will be blood. <laughs> and that's such a beautiful representation. Like, I've said this, and you'll, you'll click with this, I think. I've always felt wrestling is the purest form of art because it's the literal blood, sweat, and tears on an actual canvas. And it's that's Jackson Pollock, man. Like that to me is what those blood, those bloody matches are. It's Jackson Pollock. And he wasn't for everyone, but he's what made modern American artists respectable around the world was because of him and his willingness to just sort of vomit his emotions on a canvas, which is what it was compared to by his critics. But it literally set American contemporary art on a whole new level that rested on his and a handful of other artists' shoulders. But Ed Harris played him, so he gets to be the most famous one. Um, you guys, sorry, you guys, that's the cynical side of me sneaking in once in a while. Um, you guys have something, and I call MJF one of the pillars of AEW, right? He is 10 years from now when he's still there and is probably going to be the highest paid wrestler on the face of the planet. He is going to be one of those guys that you're building multiple at least this is my opinion, multiple, multiple men off of where, and I, you, I already saw it with Wardlow just for a second, like where it was just like, he's been a robot and now he's vulnerable for the first time. And he's actually like expressing himself with some vulnerability. I was like, if they pull it off on their first try, like on their first try, amen, hallelujah. But I honestly feel you guys are on such a great path. I know you can't blow too much smoke at this kid, but can you just talk about MJF, where you found him, who helped you get eyeballs on him? Where was the first, like, if you're cool talking about that stuff. Yeah, the first time I saw him was on MLW. And uh, I was watching MLW. That summer of 2018 was really big for me. The only people that really at first took this seriously were Matt Jackson and Chris Jericho. And I talked to both of them almost every day. And, uh, and from there, they brought in a lot of other really good people. Like, uh, obviously Matt brought Nick, his brother and his wife, Dana runs our merchandising and, and she's a big part of the company too. 
And then uh, obviously with Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, you know, when I, when I talked to Matt, I wanted to get the Bullet Club together. Yeah, yeah. And especially in particular, the elite with Matt and Nick and Kenny, which I thought was the best trio in the world. And I really saw Kenny coming in as a singles headliner and Matt and Nick as the top tag team. And I wanted to get Jericho. And for the business case, I knew there were a couple things happening. And not to, so, so let me go back to MJF, who's the person you asked about. And that's the person I'm focusing on here. Uh, but, but that's the way, uh, I found him was on MLW. I was watching a ton of wrestling and other people liked him too. Like once I started talking to Cody, it was one of the names Cody brought up that he thought would be great. Um, but in my scouting, he was one of the first people I saw outside of that group of names I just mentioned. Uh, MJF and Trent. Uh, Trent Breda would be people that I, I remember thought. Trent dude do you want a side quest real quick okay it was my second stint at WWE and I'm just running uh basically an acting class okay so the same techniques that we would do like repetition where I say Tony it's a pleasure to meet you you're locked into those words you can go it's a pleasure to meet me like, it's a pleasure to meet and we go back and forth until someone feels so stupid they have to change the line whoever changes the line loses right so we would do all the stuff like Miz would kill it, that kind of stuff. Cause he's just like, F you let's go. But uh, Trent was in there with, with, uh, with AJ and um, it Mendes and they were going to do repetition. And he was, I don't remember what his name was back then. They gave him a terrible name as, as they do sometimes, but uh, wasn't it separate? I don't think so. I think it was, I don't think so. Beretta's cool, yes, but it's does. like, What's that? FCW. FCW. So they came up and they did a repetition, but it was Pokemon. And I had never, I didn't know if I was too old. I didn't know what Pokemon was. So he goes something like, Hey, that's a, that's a sweet Raichu or something like that. And she goes, that's a sweet Raichu. And it's going back and forth. And I literally look over to big show and Cardona. And I went, what the fuck is a Raichu? And, and Big Show popped too loud. I go, you guys, what, what are you talking about right now? And it was literally, you're going back and forth about a Pokemon. That was my introduction to Pokemon. And then AJ went on to become a friggin' world champion after I left. And then a best-selling friggin' author. And now she's about to take over Hollywood. And she's now running another wrestling. She's going to run, wow, I don't know if that's public, but she's going to run Women of Wrestling. And she's written some scripts that aren't, announced yet but one of them is gonna be and it's like with the biggest friggin' director in the world man so she's killing it so she's also left-handed and she's also right brain just like us so shout out to to all the southpaws in the world right now hey everybody thanks for listening to part one of the tony khan interview tune in next week for the conclusion aptly named part two this has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy-breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy. With basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy-breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy-breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today.